Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the VR1 NFT Podcast. And I'm your host. Come on down. We are here broadcasting live. <laughs> Wanted to spend some time with you cool cats. Please grab your teas, your cup of joes, your cup of Cheetos, your caramel macchiatos, your sweet Thai lattes, sweet chai tea, your tea with milk, your protein shakes, your natural fruit juices, or even your energy drinks, whatever gets you going. Just sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. Let me adjust my microphone for you, for you gals, for you ladies and gentlemen, live here with me as we travel and explore the world of content creation, baby. Just my thoughts. I have the need to connect and communicate with my people. So welcome. Come on down. Right now I'm looking at the beautiful landscape of the metroplex and metropolis known as New York City. I'm looking at beautiful high definition aerial shots in 8K high definition. I have some smooth cafe music from the Unwind Station and their beautiful jazz mix on youtube.com this is the unwind station no copyright background music let me grab my drink ladies and gentlemen we're going to talk about creating content because in talking about creating content we're creating content does that make sense anything we can communicate is content that's exactly what we're doing here today. It's creating content, baby. Wow. Amazing. Taking a look at this beautiful bridge. And you know what? Through the internet, I can travel pretty much anywhere. So we want to thank you all once again for tuning in to another episode of the VR1 NFT Podcast. Where do you guys want to go? You want to go to Italy? Let's go to Italy. Let's see what we got over here. A little commercial here. We're going to do a module today as promised. But um, first, we're going to... Take a little bit of time of peaceful relaxation. On YouTube, you have beautiful aerial shots of Italia. Peaceful relaxation at 4K, baby. That's what I'm talking about, man. Beautiful Sierra. Look at this beautiful view. All these beautiful docks. 
and all these beautiful boats and um let's get right with it let's see um if we can introduce you guys to something a little bit more you know my whole purpose um is to basically connect with you guys you know kind of going from there and um you know it is what it is i don't want to put nothing too futuristic for you guys because when i started this is how we started you know this is exactly how we started thinking to myself yeah maybe I should keep it on um a little bit of jazz for you guys I'm trying to think how could I do this see right now I'm trying to think I want to go to valuetainment real quick and I kind of wanted to go with you guys over the uh, the last, uh, I guess, seminar, speaking event that Patrick Bet David did. And um, kind of go over it with you guys. And um, maybe dissect it a little bit. But then that would be like, interviewing Patrick by David digitally, you know, through the actual content. Let's go to the recession-proof mindset. Actually, you know what? That's still very new. I spoke about it in the last podcast, but maybe... We can um, use a different format, right? Well, you guys are in the jazz zone, baby. You're here to relax. You know, the majority of my listeners are traveling abroad. Let me see. Oh, he has one on content creation, too. It's not a bad one. He has a lot of political things here too, so I don't want to diverge too much into that. But um, actually, you know what? Let's move on to a module because it's kind of hard to break it down in a way where it's not consecutive and what I want to do is just spend this quality time with you guys and just talk a little bit about everything life you know success I want to do a module based on what challenges I am facing currently 
for today that can improve my business. So let's see what it would take in order to achieve, right? That success, attain it, and most importantly, hold on to it. Um, let's see. Still looking here on Valuetainment. I'm looking for the Grandmaster Breakdown. Let me see what this says right here. Hmm. I want to check out the news and the markets, but for today, it doesn't really apply to, you know, what we're aiming to do. So I'm happy that we're, we're taking the time to kind of look for it together. And I could be any one of you guys. You know, just researching online. <clears throat> and here I am, you know, creating content about creating content while creating content in the entire process. And the thing is, a lot of entrepreneurs, we kind of go through this, right? We, we, we go through this uh, moment and this doesn't get written about in the book, you know? This doesn't get uh, glamorized. This doesn't get made into a Hollywood film. <laughs> you know what I mean? These are the, the, the moments that they don't talk about. But um, I don't have a problem basically doing just that because I have to put myself in you guys' shoes. You know, see motivation. <laughs> you know, Patrick by David, he uh, he was talking about how when he began, he used to have two minutes with Pat, and it would take longer than that. And um, <laughs> he said that they should call it something else because uh. He he always took more time than that. And um I agree. But honestly it's it's my format. You you know what what uh what kinda led me to that? It was college, man. College taught me to like stop everything and focus on one thing. And when you're in, in school for four to six hours you know, it, you, you have to focus, you have to concentrate. So then you finish school and you think that, you know, you think that basically like everybody thinks in that format and you quickly learn that most people don't think like that. And it's only people that are seeking to continue to grow that understand that that format there so i wanted to chill you know i wanted to 
have a good time with you guys. I just wanted to relax. And again, I keep going back to the same thing. Like the majority of my listeners are traveling from one side of the earth to the other. They're mostly on flights, business flights. And um, the majority are business people, you know, and they need an edge. They need an advantage. So they listen to a genius such as myself, which is unconventional. You know, I don't come from that cookie cutter mold that a lot of them, you know, that's their background. And um, they just need somebody down to earth, especially when you listen to my music, you know, Papa Bear smarter than the average bear. And um, they're like, man, this guy can be completely artistic and creative, but he's a businessman at heart. You know, he's a man of faith. He's a man of God. He's a man of his family, a man of business. And um, he's an artist, but obviously he has diversified his portfolio way, way deeper than that. You know, and... I think that's what gives me my advantage. You know, I just think outside the box. So here I am still engaging with my audience. But in all reality, I'm still looking for this type of uh, professional breakdown to see if, uh, if I can not only share that with you guys, but kind of break it down into a different context. And it was actually Gary V that told me, you know, do the 500 episodes. Do the 500 episodes and then decide what you want to do. You know, and it's one of those things, you know. Let me see. Let's see this. Sit down with Patrick Bet David. Let's see what this is about. Spirit of competition, four life lessons for every entrepreneur. Okay. Not bad, not bad. Hmm. Teenage entrepreneur. Hmm, let's see where we are. Hmm, I am an entrepreneur contest. Hmm. Case studies with the biz doc. Okay, let's see. I'm looking here. I don't really see. No. You know what? Let's move on to Ray Dalio. Let's see what he has going on. Because the thing is, I can look for it. But then again, I'm like, let me think about this. How I want to approach this. We'll probably just move on to the module. 
me see. See what this says here. Mm. Ray Dalio has so much content, man. If you go on Yahoo Finance. Actually, let me do that right now. Let me see what he may have on there for today. Again, this is before before I go into the module because this is like the interactive part of the show. <laughs> I remember when I started my podcast, you know, I thought that was a unique feature, you know, that I could have an interactive part of the show. So, okay, so let's see here. We're on Yahoo Finance. And um, I have the All Market Summit that was updated today. Business insights and latest news updated today. Real Estate and Housing World Economic Forum 2022. Davos and Switzerland. Retirement Planning. Um, Daily Journal. Federal Reserve. All Market Summit. Let's look into... Business insights. Let's see what, what we got here for today. Close this down. Let's see what we got here. Okay. Netflix, Moderna CEO. Tesla, oh, Tesla's reporting earnings after tomorrow. No, actually today, after market close today. Stocks moving after hours, Elizabeth. No, okay, so let's continue. Let's go to CNBC, see what we got over here. CNBC. Go to CNBC Television. And um, Biden is due to speak later today. See what we got over here. <laughs> looking, looking, looking. Waiting for this to load any day now. Oh, God. This is Shepard Smith. No. Don't want to see that. Tuesday, Mad Money, Crypto World. Bitcoin outflow signal. Institutional shift. Yeah. Squawk box, squawk on the street. Oh, I see. CNBC has reformatted the channel. Okay, so you got squawk box, you got squawk on the street. No, let's go to squawk box, see what they got, what they talking about. 
So what we could do is we could do one module, right? I know you guys have been waiting. Okay, this was uploaded how many minutes ago? Got a little cheat button here. Let's see. Eight minutes ago. Okay, not bad. Not bad. All right. So we'll give this a quick pause. And we're going to bring this back. Start from here. Posting their quarterly results coming in with an 11% year over year decrease in trading volume. That figure is down 9% since last quarter as market volatility continues. Again, mm -hmm. Thomas Petterfee is interactive uh, Grover's founder and chairman. And, and Thomas, just watching what's been happening, down markets, uh, this is what always happens. People kind of pull back and wait to see before they're willing to commit. I think you all have seen higher cash volumes than you've seen in a very long time. That is correct. Let's go to Netflix. If you're over 30 years old... What the heezy? You guys are not getting free commercials on my show. <laughs> Rookies. Streamers, there's a lot more to these stories than that. 
The problem Netflix has is a monetization problem. It's in 100 million homes when you count the 30 million that aren't paying. Introducing an ad here is the beginning of dealing with that. But as you guys were talking about earlier in the show, the whole password sharing issue is the one they have to solve here. They're in more homes than any television service has ever been in, in the United States. Mm -hmm. The question is, can they get all the people using it to pay for it? It's going to be tricky. Uh, but if they can, the, the, the one real problem they have, I think they, they, will, they will solve. So Very interesting. I, I guess that's the biggest question. Can you get those, th I didn't realize it was 30 million homes that are stealing uh, passwords, sharing passwords on this. Just in the U.S. Just in the U.S. Yeah. If you can get them to convert, what's, what's the odds that you get them to convert? How much do you lose in the process of other people who feel like they're having the deal changed on this? Well, certainly having a lower price to add tier will help. Uh, introducing that makes sense. They've announced the consumer-friendly part of the password sharing solution by saying people who are sharing are going to be able to transfer over their preferences and recommendations to whatever kind of sub-account they're going to allow people to create here and have some kind of uh, uh, share member fee. Uh, I, I can't really picture how they're going to do this in a way that isn't going to open up the problem of people who are paying looking to become shares rather than uh, full-fledged uh, uh, subscribers. Uh, but uh, that to me... Okay, let's move on to Lockheed Martin. Third quarter results. Morgan Only fourteen billion. Again, now we have this, uh, you know, listen to this. Mm -hmm. 
his, his central task for at least the next five years. Um, in his uh, two-hour-long speech uh, opening the party congress on Sunday, uh, he said that China's national... ...in an effort to curb the sale of semiconductors and chip-making parts to China, the White House putting restrictions in place, but according to the Wall Street Journal, Samsung and TSMC have been sparred from the new, or spared, I should say, rather, from the new ruling uh, this year. Joining us uh, now to discuss competition with China, ESG, maybe a little Elon Musk. Yolan Sales here, ABC uh, founding partner, of course, the Palantir co-founder. It's great to see you. Uh, you want to talk China first? Because this is, this is a big issue. You've been talking about it for a very long time. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it, it's been a good year for the U.S. on a relative basis, right? And so it's just one bright spot you could possibly say with all the incompetence going on is that democracy has shown that it's it's a better system than autocracy. Uh, when, when the tide goes out, you see you swimming naked, and these autocracies are in a huge amount of trouble around the world, and China especially, their policies are crazy. So if the policies are crazy, how do you think about U.S. businesses that are doing business in China? I mean, and by the way, this is not, I, I'm not talking chip companies, I'm talking about mm. Nike, I'm talking about Starbucks, I'm talking about Palazzo. Oh, hit them hard, uh, baby. This is obviously a huge middle class of consumers there, it's, in a, it's a huge market. I think everyone's realizing you can't have your supply chain dependent on China, like everyone's scrambling to fix that. And it's, it's, you know, I, I, think, I think the bigger thing, Andrew, with China right now is it's, it's crazy the extent to which they destroyed their tech sector for the last three years. And none of us expected this. They basically made it so it's like friends don't let friends become Chinese billionaires. They're all terrified to build tech companies now. So does that put us in a completely different position? That, I mean, if, if you were sitting here two years ago, you would have said China is, you know, a major threat that could go eat our lunch. China is still major threat from a defense perspective, there's still going to be a long-term threat on the tech side. We have a unique opportunity right now because you know, the way the U.S. tech sector works is that a large percent of the companies are created by people who've already built things. The, the Elon Musk you mentioned, like, he keeps building stuff. I've, I've built six large companies. I'm building a lot more right now. So, so all of us are building things. If, if we, any of us were Chinese, you think we'd be building our, our next new big company? No, you'd be terrified. And by the way, Xi Jinping wouldn't want you to be doing that. You'd be too powerful. He's, kind of, he's made that clear. So, so the Chinese tech sector has pulled back as an advantage right now. If the U.S. takes advantage, if we keep bringing in the top talent people, you know, if we get our immigration stuff right, if we... And you've written about that. So where do you think we have to... What are we going to do on the immigration front? I mean, there's like the table stakes, first of all. The op-ed this week in the journal is basically it shouldn't take 800 days to get a visitor visa from New Delhi. It shouldn't take, you know, 400 days on average right now to, to bring in someone for business just to come visit. It's it, The State Department is completely broken on that. So... As, as much as it's a good year for democracy, relatively, we need to hold our government accountable. We need confidence because we've been okay, doing so. This. What's the politics there, though? Because uh, we've talked about this. It, this should be a bipartisan issue, I would think. It, it should be a bipartisan. You know what's not bipartisan? You know what's not happening right now? Is Congress needs to demand accountability. They need to demand confidence in our government. The State Department, after 9/11, two years later, it was taking people two weeks to get visas. So what's, this is this is not what's going on right now. Is not because it's some kind of like special security thing or whatever. It's because we haven't demanded people come back to work after COVID and hold them accountable for... Oh, that's it, buddy. You're out of here. Word, you don't know shit about business. <laughs> but now, we're going to move on to our second segment of the day. And we are going to jump into a module. So we'll be right back after these commercial breaks. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Segmento Number Dos, baby. We're going to jump into a module 
Just wanted to go over the markets with you guys a little bit. I just tuned into a little bit of the news. I didn't really agree with some of the stuff that was on there. So I said, you know what? Let's just move on to the module, which is what we came here for today, right? Wow. Corvette is really a truly amazing car. I'm in the market for a Corvette. What does it mean? I don't know, man. I think the older you get, the more you ask yourself, what do things mean, you know? So for the interactive part of today's show, please log on to MindTools at MindTools.com or go to your iTunes store and to your Google Marketplace and download MindTools. 120 free tools, man. To expand your career. To help you along in your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, welcome back. You know yesterday I recorded a whole segment. And I got so emotional that I deleted it. Well, I didn't delete it. I took it off the show. Maybe we'll... um. We'll repost it back up. Let me take a quick look here before we jump into this module. I'm looking at a documentary on wealth about how the EQS, the Maybach, and the S-Class is built. And, um, you know... I'm going into the the actual uh, the building of the Bravos Invicto, which is bulletproof, bombproof, and um, let me see. Pretty much shows like all of the armor plating all the composites that are used to manufacture the vehicle the bulletproof glass and stuff like that fortress on wheels it's amazing man so as I feast myself on this eye candy of the Invicto, we are going to title today's show The Invicto just because I said that on the past few songs. So in 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 the last podcast, we spoke about certain key elements that are inevitably affecting um productivity or output in um, each business venture that I discussed. And I want to select a module that could help. And I need this module to pretty much fit into both circumstances, 
the main importance and the main focus being the conformity. How do we reinvent ourselves? How do we change our approach to do things a little bit differently so we can achieve success? So let's go through these module topics and let's see if together we can find the correct one. So would this challenge for today be a career skill? Would it be a communication skill? Do we need any creativity tools? Do we need help with decision making? Um, do we need any leadership skills? Do we need any learning skills? Is this an issue that deals with problem solving? Does this involve project management? Do we need to devise uh, a strategy by utilizing a strategy tool? Or do we want to focus on stress management? How about team management? Or is this an issue of time management? Well, it may be a career skill. It deals with communication skills, but that doesn't really apply. Creativity tools is where I'm kind of aiming and decision-making. They kind of go hand in hand. It requires leadership skills, but that's not what we're looking for. And it also requires learning uh, uh, leadership skills and learning skills uh, in combination. Again, um, that's not what we're looking for. It, it doesn't deal with problem solving and it doesn't deal with project management. Um I don't think we need to use any strategy tools or stress management. I don't think it's team management or time management. I want to say creativity. Why? Because the focus is to step out of conformity. The focus is to pretty much reinvent ourselves, tapping into the unknown of creativity, what we can do differently and the way we can do things differently, okay? So, let's see what we have available to us. We have Crawford's slip writing method, reverse brainstorming, brainstorming, role storming, attribute listing and morphological analysis, the reframing matrix, scamper, new ideas, strategies, and techniques, do it, and triz. Okay, I like reverse brainstorming because we are making decisions based on results. So knowing the result or the expected outcome, then we could kind of reframe backwards to what we're thinking about. Um, I like attribute listing and morphological analysis. So let's look into that. Let's see if that module could help us today. And here we go. Let's put on some nice relaxing jazz. I think has become kind of part of the echelon of, of our program. And let's relax, all you cool cats, and let's kind of go over this together. Again, log on to mindtools.com, today's sponsor, and go to Creativity Tools. And the module you want to work on is attribute listing and morphological analysis. 
tools for creating new products and services. Explore creative product ideas with attribute listing. Being creative can be tough. Say you need to design a new product in a hurry. You might have to come up with a working prototype before a trade show, for example. Or maybe sales are flagging and you need to revitalize your existing products. And all you have in front of you is a blank screen. That's where attribute listing and morphological analysis can help. In this article, we explore how these simple tools provide a logical step-by-step -step process for generating great new design ideas and for discarding the bad ones. What is attribute listing? Attributes are the properties, qualities, or design elements of the product or service that you want to produce. They're the things you need your product to have to satisfy your customer's needs. For example, the attributes of a car would be build material, engine type, number of seats, trunk capacity, color, weight, price, and so on. If you want to design a new marketing strategy, your attributes would include the markets open to you. The ways in which your product is used and the skills you have available. Attribute listing is the process of identifying these key features as they're needed in a new product or process. First, you select a product or process that you need to design or redesign. Then, you break it down into its key attributes or qualities. This allows you to examine each attribute in turn and to identify how you can improve its performance. What is morphological analysis? Morphological analysis takes attribute listing a stage further, using a matrix to help you decide on the design of your product. It follows the same basic process as attribute listing, but you can use it to create a new product by mixing the elements in new ways. First, you list the necessary attributes as column headings. See the example below. Then, beneath each heading, you write a list of characteristics for each attribute. Write down as many variations of the attribute as possible in each column. Here's a tip. You could use brainstorming with your team to produce a range of new ideas or check out articles 
generating new ideas, and scamper to learn more. Next, you select a characteristic from each column. You may already have an idea of the kind of combinations that will work best, in which case, try them out. Alternatively, select characteristics randomly for each column and assess what you come up with. Not all the results will work, but some will, and some may stimulate interesting and unexpected new lines of inquiry. Finally, evaluate and improve the combination you've decided on until it becomes a viable product with a likely market. Example, imagine that you want to carry out a morphological analysis to create a new lamp. First, list the attributes that you need to consider. For a lamp, these are power supply, bulb size, size, style, finish, and material, including the bulb type itself. Set these out as column headings on a table as shown below. Power supply, bulb type, size, style, finish, and material. What kind of power supplies are there? There's battery, AC mains, solar, generator, crank, gas, oil, petrol, or flame. What bulb types are there? Halogen, bulb, daylight, colored, and eco. What size? Very large, large, medium, small, or handheld. What style? Modern, antique, Roman, Art Nouveau, Industrial, or Ethnic. What are the finishes? Black, white, metallic, terracotta, enamel, natural, or fabric. And what are the available materials? Metal, ceramic, concrete, bone, glass, wood, stone, and plastic. Note. This table is sometimes known as a morphological box or Zwicky box after the scientist Fritz Zwicky who developed the technique in the 1960s. Interesting combinations might be number one, solar powered battery daylight bulb possibly used in clothes shops to allow customers to see the true color of clothes. Large hand-cranked arc lights used in developing countries or far from a mains power supply. Number three, a ceramic oil lamp in Roman style used in themed restaurants, resurrecting the olive oil lamps of 2,000 years ago. And last, a normal table lamp designed to be painted, wallpapered, or covered in fabric so that it matches the style of a room perfectly.
Some of these might be practical. Novel ideas for a lighting manufacturer. Some might not. This is where the manufacturer's experience and market knowledge are important. The next steps involve working the idea into a prototype and conducting market research to establish whether there's a market for it. Here's a tip. Tools like concept sprints and design thinking can be useful for taking your design forward. Here are some key points. Attribute listing and morphological analysis are useful techniques that can enable you to generate new ideas for products, services, and strategies. Attribute listing involves identifying the key design features of the potential product, service, or strategy that you want to develop. In morphological analysis, you formalize these features in a matrix. Then you choose interesting combinations of items or select items at random from each column. This gives you ideas that you can examine for practicality and market viability. Very, very cool. Very, very nice. Let's look at our counter. And yes, we do have time for one more module. So let's go back one step. We're going to go into reverse brainstorming. And let's kind of explore what we may find there. So let me place this beautiful digital platform out of the, of the way here. So I made you guys wait. So bear with me now. We're going to speed a little bit through this module. But then we're going to do our psychology series afterwards, as promised. Reverse brainstorming. A different approach to brainstorming. Try a different direction to brainstorming. Reverse brainstorming helps you to solve problems by combining brainstorming and reversal techniques. By combining these, you can extend your use of brainstorming to draw out even more creative ideas. Instead of thinking about direct solutions to a problem, reverse brainstorming works by identifying ways you could cause or worsen a problem. You then reverse these ideas to find solutions you hadn't thought of before. Reverse brainstorming is a good technique to try when it is difficult to identify solutions to the problem directly. It is often an engaging process and can highlight hidden faults in a process or product. Very cool. How to use reverse brainstorming. To use this technique, you start with one of two reverse questions. Instead of asking, how do I solve 
or prevent this problem, ask, how could I possibly cause the problem? And instead of asking, how do I achieve these results, ask, how could I possibly achieve the opposite effect? Then, brainstorm answers to generate reverse solution ideas. Allow the ideas to flow freely. Do not reject anything at this stage. Once you have brainstormed all the ideas to create the problem, now reverse these into solution ideas for the original problem or challenge. Finally, evaluate these solution ideas. Can you see a potential solution? Can you see attributes of a potential solution? Like normal brainstorming, you can reverse brainstorm on your own, but you will likely generate more varied ideas as part of a team. Example of reverse brainstorming. Luciana is the manager of a health clinic and she has the task of improving patient satisfaction. There have been various unsuccessful improvement initiatives in the past and the team members have become rather skeptical about another meeting on the subject. So she decides to use some creative problem-solving techniques she has learned. This, she hopes, will make the team meeting more interesting and engage people in a new way. Perhaps it will reveal something more than the usual good ideas that no one has time to act on. To prepare for the team meeting, Luciana thinks carefully about the problem and writes down the problem statement. How do we improve patient satisfaction? Then she reverses the problem statement. How do we make patients more dissatisfied? Already, she starts to see how the new angle could reveal some surprising results. At the team meeting, everyone gets involved in an enjoyable and productive reverse brainstorming session. They draw on both their work experience with patients and also their personal experience of being patients and customers of other organizations. Luciana encourages the free flow of ideas while ensuring that people do not pass judgment on even the most unlikely suggestions. Here are just a few of the reverse ideas. Number one, double book appointments. Number two, remove the chairs from the waiting room. Number three, put patients who phone on hold and forget about them. Number four, have patients wait outside in the car park. Number five, put patients who need an appointment on a six-week waiting list. When the brainstorming sessions run dry, 
the team has a long list of the reverse solutions. Now it's time to look at each one in reverse to think about a potential solution. Number one, prevent double booking appointments by investing in an improved booking system. Number two, add more chairs so that no one has to stand while waiting. Number three, aim to keep patients on hold for no longer than three minutes. Number four, open the waiting room 10 minutes earlier so that patients don't have to queue outside in the mornings. Number six, invest in new software so that patients can have virtual appointments, easing the backlog of patients waiting for an in-person appointment. The reverse brainstorming session revealed many improvement ideas that the team could implement swiftly. The process was enlightening and fun for the team, and it helped them to become more patient-focused. It took a little longer than regular brainstorming would have, but it generated more innovative solutions. Key points. Reverse brainstorming is a good technique for creative problem solving and can lead to robust solutions. Be sure to follow the basic rules of brainstorming to explore possible solutions to the full. Now, I have to say, these two modules in, in combination actually address the issues and challenges that I am facing because I like the concept of decision-making based on results. For example, if my end goal is to sell 15 million records, I have to have a clear pathway to that success. I have to devise a plan in order to release new products and new services in order to be able to do just that. And that's just an example of the elements that I need to implement going on this worldwide tour. So I gave the example in our last uh, podcast about the business investment, right? Then I also gave the example of myself as an artist because these are the hidden gems that an artist can implement if they are taking their careers as serious as I am taking mine. And the way to do that is to have a completely professional approach to business. I am even careful in the way that I create content. I'm careful in the way that I venture out to communicate with uh, people in the industry. And every day is a learning curve. Every day is picking up a a different attribute in order to improve your approach for the following day. Because with music, 
and entertainment, it is a day-to-day business that builds up to an event and then the process starts all over again. So, when so many factors and so many different aspects come together for one event, it can be a challenge at times to calculate all the variables. But it is something that is essential for success. Meaning, even if I personally don't like the process or don't agree with the process, I have to go through the process. So what is the premise? Well, I, as an independent artist, benefiting from an immense catalog, am now in the process of rolling out that catalog. First of all, step one is to monetize all of those records by creating unique NFTs in my new collection. Step one. Step two is releasing the records that I am able to get clearances on. Step three is working those records in order to achieve that success those records have to be promoted and marketed and as a primary revenue stream those records have to be worked each and every single day now once those records are performed live um, and they are part of the I guess, of the launch of the record. Simultaneously, new concepts have to be developed. So new records have to be produced and the process starts all over again. Because business has completely changed, the approach to generating income has changed as well. What that means is, for example... Just like any other business, my record label has a strategic office in every strategic market. All business inquiries and opportunities are processed through the central processing unit, which is the main office. So it doesn't matter how small the venue is. It doesn't matter how small, let's say, the endorsement is for a product or service. All of those things are processed through that office. Now, that office then forwards that request to production, which would be the content creation, uh, generation of the song, collaboration, or film project, or digital project. And then it's ultimately released. But no money is spared. No opportunity is passed by because there's a central processing place where, let's say if an artist wanted to do a collaboration, they could easily communicate with the record label, contact the team, send the content over, and our turnaround rate is phenomenal. Like, same day, 
you know, until we have like an overwhelming, you know, 14 hours worth of requests for music. I think that's the only way we'll see max capacity. But creating a business around all business opportunities, being able to have a department to sync the licenses for film and television, all in-house, all centrifugal, marketing and promotion, all in-house, all centrifugal. And then also those services can be leased out to the paying public. So either way, we are involved in the entertainment industry, dealing with motion pictures, you know, digital and music. This is just one business venture with one artist that can suffice the needs of an entire record label that for the first time is available to the public. So let's let's elaborate on some examples. Let's say there's a popular restaurant chain in our target market. They may reach out to our record label and request a podcast to be custom made for their mail list and their fans and followers and consumers, their clients. They may be able to do a business seminar that they can um, pass on to their business partners and employees as training through digital platforms, maybe through a website or an app, part of a network package that we actually offer. I can create a custom podcast. I can create a custom business seminar or business course or training course right there on the spot. Let's take it a step further. Let's say they want to put an event together. I can create an entire event built around content creation to suffice the new needs of output for this particular franchise. Let's take it a step even further. I can help in the manufacturing distribution of any products that they want to put together, including live events where myself as an artist can actually perform at these private venues, both personal and business. We could do a Sweet 16 or Quinceañera. We could do a wedding. We could do a corporate event. It doesn't matter. All of those things are available in one place of business. From concept to prototype to design to the engineering to the actual final product that touches the consumer's hands. Let's say they want to create a marketing campaign. Not only can we manufacture the marketing campaign, including the digital aspect of the campaign, we can actually launch it ourselves using our resources. But let's take it a step even further than that. Let's say in this marketing campaign, they want to create some type of film, digital, or audio version. They want to create a jingle. They want to create a song. All part of a marketing campaign during a specific season in a targeted market. We as a record label can provide all of that. We are not leaving any stone unturned. We are capitalizing in every process of the actual process. 
whether they're making keychains for their consumers, whether they're printing a t-shirt or hat or a shopping bag, whether they're creating a sticker for the bumpers of their clients, whether they're creating a website, whether they're building an app, whether they're hosting a live event of one of our artists or another artist, whether it's a big corporation with 50 franchises or a family-owned corporation with five franchises. Maybe it's the restaurant owner of two or three places. It doesn't matter. We are available to do business. We are able to connect in a completely different spectrum. And that is what sets us apart. Because most record labels in their uh, demagogic uh, standpoint, they are too good to, to do that. Even too big to do that. And these are opportunities that don't exist direct to consumer. So not only can we create a marketing campaign for, for one of our artists, including myself, being the main artist on the label, we can help create that for another artist for a fee. We are creating networks in every venue that we perform in. So these are opportunities to produce an income long term. Short term, we could just put a venue together in an event and produce money from just creating that event. Long term, that continuous flow of content from all of our business partners sustains that network. So now we're going into an even deeper realm to bring technology closer and to the forefront of business. And this is all in one market. Now, you multiply that demographic to multiple markets, and now we are creating our own lane in entertainment because we are doing things completely different. In other words, I could be the Russell Simmons or the Tyler Perry internationally by building these small networks that basically create content for all local businesses. For example, a marketing campaign that we do for a franchise may be different for a family-owned and operated business. Some businesses may be $30, $40 million. Some businesses may be half a million dollars. There's a wide spectrum and a wide range. There are businesses that are worth a few hundred thousand and only produce, you know, a few hundred thousand in income. Those are not businesses that we are going to be turning away. Those are not opportunities that we're not going to capitalize on. Every single one of those businesses has retail space that we can occupy. For example, when you go to certain restaurants, they have these portable kiosks where you can process the payment on, on the table, on the dinner table. That does not exist all over the world. And... None of those systems are custom designed per business. Why would a system that works in a liquor store be applied to a supermarket or a restaurant? Why wouldn't a restaurant or a franchise have a unique system? 
why wouldn't a clothing store have a different system than a computer store? Why would a jewelry store have a display similar to a store that does photography? The opportunities are endless. I'll give you the example that Patrick Bet Davis said about his insurance company. Everybody is forcing him to go international. And the reality is, is that he knows the truth. The truth is, there are markets in the United States he has not explored. So why spread yourself thin and go into markets like India or the Middle East or Asia or the Caribbean when you haven't capitalized completely in the United States market? Meaning he doesn't want to grow too fast. He does not want to grow if it's not a steady growth. He wants to lock down this market and learn everything that he can before he moves on to Europe before he moves on to Asia, and before he moves on to Latin America. I agree with that strategy because all of the challenges that you may face in in different markets, it may be a combination of challenges that you may face in all different markets, you would already have the experience of, of overcoming those challenges in the United States. So, Everything is about being virtual, being digital, and being able to connect in different ways because you're essentially bringing the power of the blockchain, Web3 technology, into entertainment. This is the reason why my technology company's focus has shifted. I still engineered and designed the car of the future. I still have all of the designs. But now those designs are obsolete. There are new challenges and new goals to be met before that vehicle can be put together. Including the fact that the future of sports cars is electrification. All of my designs or all of the original designs are not electrical vehicle. So all that needs to be taken into consideration when blockchain technology, NFTs, cryptocurrency, digital payments, processing of digital payments, and Web3 are all at the forefront of everything that is to follow. So to focus on my prototype now would be taking a step backwards because we're already in blockchain technology. We're already in NFT technology. Now, I'm proceeding carefully with DSPs that get you under contract for a few years and are working on clauses to basically intercept any decision that you make to create an NFT. All the record labels are looking for ways to control that ability, which is the power to create an NFT. Understanding the concept of time and the entities are built around your imagination. Just like selling digital real estate, you're selling a part of you, the creator. So how can we implement all of these things? There's one more thing I want to discuss. Just like the the beer that we endorsed, we did uh, 14 records. We released two volumes thus far yesterday. 
the initial concept was, why don't we give away an NFT with every purchase? Why don't we partner up with the creators of this brand and say, you know what? For every 12-pack that you sell, we'll give away an NFT. We'll make it different. It doesn't just have to be with a product such as beer. It can be with any product and with any service and for any business at any time because we are an NFT blockchain-based conglomerate of media. Not just a record label, not just a motion picture studio. Also, we take pride in using innovations in technology to save resources, meaning we don't need a, a Panameric Panavision $40,000 camera when we can use a decent $3,500 camera that we can generate you know, profit from within the first two months. I'd rather have six cameras that are $5,000 at 30 grand then have one Panavision camera at 60,000. So that extra 30 to 35,000 is upside for other business developments that I can quickly shift, pivot and adjust to. This is what's going to be required for success in the future. Because just like the previous manager for uh, uh, Taylor Swift said you are all in the digital marketing business forget every other I guess definition or every other title regardless of your product or service you are now in the world of digital marketing Look at the stronghold that Apple has in both hardware and software with the iPhone alone. You're talking 60 to 70% of market share. You're talking McDonald's numbers, which is over 58% of fast food in general. You know, there are McDonald's that are miles away from each other, yet each location generates several millions of dollars in gross every single year. This is 60% to 70% of the entire global market. So most people spend their available time in between whatever they have going on on the digital realm. I'll give you the example. Right now in my studio, I'm surrounded by probably five computers, all broadcasting live, online. So it's not just the audio art. It's not just the visual art. It's combining both in a digital marketplace, still connecting to people in the real world, but doing business differently. For example, for every business that I add to my network, I build a network around the business. Now, that network is controlled by a central processing unit, which is a digital platform that is portable that can be cloned. 
meaning if you have five supervisors or five managers, they each would have a controller. They each would have their own terminal, their own digital platform. So now all the data coming from the business, from the smallest detail to the most complex detail to the highest hierarchy of importance, it's all simultaneously streamlined between ownership, management, and then all the way down to your business partners, your supervisors, your employees, and, and, and people that do the day-to-day the, the day -day work. Now, all of this also exists on the cloud, and it's remotely accessed through the Internet. So the owner of the business could be across the world on vacation with his family, knowing day-to-day, -day updated, uh, real-time um, facts about their business. Same thing with a manager or a supervisor that, let's say, goes on a, a three-month vacation after they get a big bonus or something like that. You don't have to worry about that person not physically being in the business because they are always connected online in real time. And when, let's say, in a franchise, you have digital cameras, guess what? Everywhere you go, you have access. You'll, you'll be able to zoom in on a hamburger being put together that if a Big Mac, let's say McDonald's, for example, if a Big Mac is put together improperly, if a customer complains to corporate and corporate sends out that email to ownership and management, management could go into the camera system and say, on this day, on this shift, at this time, this customer was mistreated. So what can we do to improve the experience for this client? That same priority will now be available not just to the big corporations like a Pepsi or Apple, Macintosh, IBM, etc. We're bringing that down. We're scaling that down to the day-to-day -day businesses in every community sector by creating a network that now has its own funnel of entertainment all created by our company, whether it's from our own artists or our own content creators or from, you know, a local person or franchise or whatever the, the situation may be. So all of these things are being brought to the day-to-day -day consumer. So now what happens is very quickly the competition is automatically going to adapt and going to adjust. They're either going to become part of the network or competitors will arise but see, we're already going into the business expecting that to begin with. So that's the, the key factor right there. We're making decisions based on results. We're implementing this new way of doing business, knowing that the competition will come. What's going to set us apart? Our content is going to set us apart. Our customer service is going to set us apart. Our business savvy, our experience, our education, all these things are important because only the best ideas win. From the smallest and, and, and youngest business partner to the oldest, from the starter level positions in the corporation all the way to the CEOs of the actual franchise, everybody's vote and input counts. And every time a new idea can be implemented, and can be shown with results to improve the business, the, the experience for the customer, the product or the service, it's actually implemented in real time. For example, if a manager sees, you know what, we're spending too much money on barbecue. 
but you know what? I got this great deal on mustard, and I got this great deal on ketchup, and there's a facility within 10 miles that can, you know, make our own barbecue sauce that we can market in all local stores in our market to sustain 12 of our franchises, 24 of our franchises. Now we can implement that shift. And instead of spending 200000 on barbecue sauce, maybe we'll spend forty creating our own. And by creating our own barbecue sauce, maybe we could generate an extra 100000 by investing forty, which is $60,000 profit, versus spending an extra $150,000 for whatever reason to have a certain brand. Now, our restaurant may only be open selected times of the day or even select days of the week. But a supermarket, a grocery store, a gasoline station, you know, or anything in between, those are mostly open most of the week or most of the time. So now we're tapping into markets where before either we didn't see the growth potential or we didn't see the need. But now we're able to tap into that. If I can create all this content for one of my artists, I could do it for another artist. And I could do it at a profit on both spectrums. I leave you with that. Thank you guys so much for your time. And tune in for the next one. Thank you for tuning in to the VR1 NFT podcast. I'm your host. That's all the time we got for today, baby. But I love y'all.